I was told you were coming. A slayer. I'm so stuck. Drawn like a, a cork in a bottle. My ascension is almost at hand. I don't like vampires. I take a stand and say they're not good. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. No S on the end of that beer. Just beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And we're here to talk and stuff about some stuff. Mostly drink. That happened on Buffy a few years ago. Several years ago. <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> We shall reminisce. You, you realize it's like 20 years ago, right? Like small children. Specifically, I think it's 21 years ago. Wistfully yearning, longing for the days of old on the playground. Well, actually, I was in high school. This would It would have been the perfect goddamn time for me to watch this show, because I was actually the age of these characters. Well, we were in junior high. Yeah, I guess. It was 97. If, yeah, you're, well, no, Sorry, I started I'm high school in 98. talking into my mic. Yeah, I started in 99. So, I mean, they were, they would have been like juniors or seniors when we were freshmen. And that never works. You're right. It's better I found it later. So. So today's episode, season one, episode three, is The Witch. The Witch. The Witch. Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to our mom synopsis of the day. Josh, what's the mom synopsis of the day? Joshua! Rexua! What are you doing? <laughs> I was just over here doing something completely unrelated, but I've decided I need attention all of a sudden. What's happening in your TV show that I don't actually care about? Witch hunt. <laughs> what, what? What? Witch hunt. Now, sh- that's, that's it. <laughs> I was about to say, no, shut up, mom. And, and then I stopped myself because that's, that's, that's getting a little too brutal, a little too early on. A little too much. Yeah, you know. Anyway, that's all I got. That's that's it for the, for the mom synopsis. I, Witch I, hunt. I would, like, I would like to point out to our listeners, um, for the most part, Josh does not actually talk to his mother this way. <laughs> I think that's important to, for everyone to know. No, no, no. And, and to, well, we don't want people to hate you. Yeah, we don't need people reporting elder abuse because of a podcast they heard. Not only does your mom not sound like that, but you do not verbally abuse her. Can you describe the woman being abused, sir? Well, she's, uh, she's apparently an elderly Jewish woman. <laughs> And she's not. <laughs> so uh, I didn't actually know the the name of this episode. Did you say it's actually called Witch Hunt? No, the witch. The witch. The witch. The witch. The witch. <laughs> Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, give, give me more. Nights I shall walk in the You've got something here. So I love the the opening of this this episode because we open up on Giles lecturing Buffy, mm-hmm. and I was actually kind of expecting it to be a fake out and him like pretending to lecture her. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly <laughs> what I was expecting too, because his tone and everything just it. It came off as he's like building himself up, trying to like get ready to lecture her, but yep. he, he was actually lecturing her. <laughs> but and it still kind of had that feel. It just turned out to be a disingenuous lecture. Exactly, and because he he's talking very seriously about how she has responsibilities as the Slayer, and she doesn't have time for this nonsense that she's getting tied up in mm-hmm. and joining what he says amounts to a cult yes and culminating to uh, this to is wonderful cut to buffy <laughs> and she's dressed as a cheerleader you're, you're going to enslave yourself to this cult 
<laughs> and Buffy's trying out to be a cheerleader. Cut to Buffy with this cute little wry look on her face. It's like, you don't like the color? <laughs> ah! That was fun. Anyway. I have to say, for being a 20-something-year-old, she actually, especially in this episode, better than the previous two, pulls off coming off as a teenager. Yeah. Well, better. I thought you said she was 19. Actually, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> She's well past high school. That's the point. Yeah, that's And she fair. actually, in this episode... Uh, comes off as being a 16-year-old girl, I think, better. She does. She has a lot of little giddy moments, which I thought was fun to see. Definitely. Because I, I think they beat that pretty well out of her character pretty early on. Right. And I, I think it it might be they wanted her to not be quite so serious as she came off in, in the first two episodes. Yeah. And while both of us are probably about to rip this episode a new one for how fucking stupid it is uh very much so you know it's kind of like you need to appreciate your baby while it's still in the cradle because those moments will be gone soon well and this <laughs> this comes to point out one factor that we're gonna have to deal with with going through all of these episodes this show has a lot of creature of the week episodes and this is really kind of your first instance of that i call them monster of the week but yeah they jumped right into the deep end on that. They're like, all right, well, we established the premise of the show. What's her first monster? And so much so that the the very first conversation between Buffy and Willow and Xander is about how there haven't been vampires in weeks and there's been no sightings. And mm -hmm. it just seems to me that kind of dumb that there's no vampire activity all of a sudden. On this TV show with the word vampire in the title. So after the Gile lecture, they go to, I don't know if this... That's that's going to bug me. Giles. Giles. You said Gile. Sorry. <laughs> there's, there's He's not a really fictional a, character. There's not really a singular or a plural of Giles. He's fictional. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah, there's still only a singular version the, of this fictional character. You're the only one who cares. <laughs> we'll see about that. So they go to tryouts, and it's... Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this about me. I hate cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Is it similar to a clown phobia? No, no. It's not like I'm afraid of them or anything. I just... It's so dumb to me. Yeah. No, I agree. It, the The whole... The whole concept. I yeah, I never understand me. how uh, any girl ever can uh, can seriously get up there and do all those just ridiculous chants and be serious about it and actually like you know get emotional about oh we need to cheer these people on how will the football like, team survive without the, us the, the the cheer competition stuff is really fucking cool mm -hmm. because that you know that's like that's floor show stuff that's yeah. uh floor show gymnastics I, kind of stuff yeah it's a dance set. That, yeah that's fucking cool but legitimate just this is us we're gonna stand on the sidelines of this sports game thing uh -huh. and we're gonna make you riled up for for the home team it just it hurts my soul. It's an excuse to stare at young girls in skimpy outfits. It, which is a little disturbing. Yeah, which brings me to uh, my the one of the first things I noticed is, why the shit is Xander there at all? Why do they even let him in? My favorite part about that is Willow acknowledges this. She does. See if I, did I write that quote down? That was a good quote. I did not pick it. I was hoping you uh, would. Oh, I did not write that quote down. I'm disappointed in my myself. Ah, but it was something um, along the lines of, uh, well, Xander, are you done pretending that you're having a spiritual moment staring at women doing... Scantily clad women scantily doing clad acrobatics. women stretching yeah. a lot or something. He's like, who's pretending? And I'm like, <laughs> ah, that's where the joke was. That's why I didn't write it down. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it was no, a fun moment. It was a fun moment, but it was it was nice that at least someone in the fucking scene actually goes, Xander, why are you here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you should not be here. Now that we got that out of the way, it, why don't you just stay here while we continue along? The key here is, though, 
this starts a trend for the whole episode that Xander cares way too much about the cheerleader thing. <laughs> it's disturbing. It's downright disturbing. Well, I think everybody cares way too much about the cheerleader thing. But the girls That's... who want to be cheerleaders are supposed to care way too much about it, at oh, the very well, least. No, Xander's obviously only getting into it because he's trying to impress Buffy. Well, yeah. And he yeah. gives her this this little neck or a bracelet that says yours always. <laughs> um, and it's like, really? Oh, it's so bad. It's like, it's... you're not even, you haven't even asked her out yet and you're giving her bracelets. Oh, Xander, you are you are falling into the very creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get back to that later. Hey, got your steak, steak. Hey, got your steak, 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 steak. First of all, so we've got this gymnasium full of uh, girls that are obviously not teenagers. Very much so. Who are all extremely skilled. I don't know about you, but... Uh, Cheerleaders were not that skilled in my high school, no. No. <laughs> and we were nowhere near as in the middle of nowhere as this school supposedly is. Right. Uh, I swear to God, this school is like... it's. <laughs> what's the school for the X-Men called? Uh, Xavier's School for Gifted Children? Yeah, there it is. Or Gifted Youngsters. I'm just like, <laughs> did they hide this under a cloaking field in a cornfield and <laughs> charge parents exorbitant amounts of money to bring these children out here and make them think that it was its own functional little real town? Possibly. When really it's just like Eureka? <laughs> <laughs> There's another good show. Yeah, I had forgotten um, about that show until right now. That's a shame. I know, right? Okay, so moving so along. Anyway, yeah, they they start doing their their tryout stuff, and I I have to mention this because the music that starts playing, they play multiple times in the episode. Multiple times, yes. And it is the the quintessential '90s. Like dance mix the or first something. Thing, the first thing I noticed was, oh my god, the Mortal Kombat remix completely exactly. ripped this off. Exactly, or vice versa. The, as soon as I heard that, I go in my head, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and I don't know if like it was like Mortal Kombat came before whatever soundtrack this was. Yeah, or I, vice I think versa. It did. I think Mortal but Kombat was earlier nineties, but it's. That's a question for Google it's for later. It's awful monotonous fucking techno. Yeah. Which just, I don't even like techno. Just some bullshit dance music. So the tryout the tryouts continue. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the girls spontaneously combusts. Yep. And it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I checked, if you spontaneously combust in front of a crowd of people, you're not just going to stand there waving your hands with a mildly panicked look in your face. We get a couple of good lines right before this happens. Yep. Um, they're talking about one of the these girls, Amy, who all of a sudden, out of nowhere, seemed to want to be a cheerleader. And Willow is talking to Buffy about Amy's mother because Amy's yeah. like, oh, I practice, you know, like six hours a day with my mom to be a good cheerleader and all that. Buffy has this great line of, if my mom ever do that, we'd have some high-quality matricide. Oh, yeah, that was one of my quotes of the day, too. Ding, 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 ding. We've, I think this is the first time we've actually picked the same quote of the day. We might, ha we might have a lot of that this episode, because that's, <laughs> there's, that's really all there is to this episode. There's not that much going on in this episode, <laughs> you guys. It's time to get down and dirty and just start ripping this shit apart because there's nothing else to do no definitely not <laughs> so what you actually wrote down the full quote i think i did so amy was talking about how she's like oh you don't have a coach you don't have your own private <laughs> cheerleading coach because <laughs> that's how important of a sport it is out here uh, i just have to say like she has this tone of Oh, you don't have a coach? But her coach is her mom. <laughs> right? She doesn't have a coach. What? She has a mom. Exactly. And she's talking about the girl who's currently auditioning, who, by the way, her audition went on way too long. Way she needed long. to catch on fire. Cause <laughs> yes, she did. It was either that or give her the hook and play her, play her off, Sam. 
So anyway, she's like, well, I practice with my mom three hours in the morning and three hours at night. Holy shit, when do you sleep, girl? Or do homework. Yeah. Or, you know, breathe. And (laughs) some more on that later. Uh, Because anyway, Buffy's line, quote of the day. It's all just wrapping back around to the quote of the day from Buffy. Wow, that much quality time with my mom would probably lead to some quality matricide. Which is, and she delivers it perfectly. And I was like, oh, I can relate. Go on. <laughs> what are you doing? Then, Joshua, right. we have to rehearse. <laughs> Wake up. It's three in the morning, Joshua. <laughs> you want to be a cheerleader, don't you? No, Mom, I fucking don't. <laughs> you- <laughs> I'd, g- I'd give it a half hour before you'd outright murder. <laughs> But there's this this lovely moment. The the woman who's going way too long in her, in her audition is uh, she start smoke starts coming off of her, and Willow's like, oh, yeah. "That girl's on fire." <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, "Oh, you're such a cute lesbian, Willow." <laughs> but then she she bursts into flames. This but- whole episode, I'm just like, "Damn it, Willow's so fucking cute." <laughs> but this girl bursts into flames. Yeah, and her it's just her hands that burst into flames, <laughs> and she's like waving them around. <laughs> Why would you wave them around? Because <laughs> they spent a lot of money on that special effect. She had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like it's a it's supposed to be a serious moment of the oh my god this girl's on fire but it was so funny they've been teaching us stop drop and fucking roll since like first grade and so buffy of course is the only person who has the good sense to run and grab some sort of cloth just happens to be a school flag yep um to put out the fire and then spoons her in front of everybody. Yes, it's kind of cute. <laughs> and then we we get to go it's to the, be okay. We get to go to the Scooby Gang in the library, and they're talking about spontaneous human combustion. It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds, and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah, you're the Slayer, and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. And we get Giddy Giles again because he's so happy that weird uh, shit's going on. <laughs> living on the living on the Hellmouth is a veritable cornucopia of fiends and ghouls and shit. And then during the scene, they're trying to figure out what's going on and what what the cause is. And one of my quotes comes from Xander in this scene, and he says, "I laugh in the face of danger, and then I hide till it goes away." <laughs> See, I almost chose that as quote of the day. I chose not to because I didn't find it that clever. It was a uh, it was a fun Xander esque moment, but also it's not true. He d- he does not ever hide. Nor I mean he might run, but I mean as nor does he laugh in the face of danger. He, he d- more, yeah, he more or less quivers in sh- fear. Yeah, generally <laughs> doesn't laugh. Nothing true about this statement. Uh, it's just like that's where the joke was. And so he went with it. And I can respect that, but I didn't find anything particularly special about the line other than that. Then from there, get one of several scenes with Buffy and her mom. Buffy and her mom. And this is actually something that the episode does that I kind of like, because we get to see just different interactions with her and her mom throughout the, the whole incident yeah some good interactions some bad interactions some confusing interactions it really kind of showcases the like we start to see that there is a complex relationship between these two characters it definitely starts to broaden things the scope a bit because Very it starts so. out i was a little confused at this interaction because it's more like buffy is like Oh, you don't care about me and you don't have any time to ever pay attention to me love me but which is completely inconsistent with the first couple episodes of Buffy's mom appearing to be completely overbearing. Very much so. And specifically, just quoting Buffy in the very beginning of this episode Mm -hmm. about having too much, you know, how she would not want to have that much time with her mom. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so yeah, it is. I it is a little bit confusing. It's it's very inconsistent, even within the episode. But it does in like, that regard. I can understand a little bit where Buffy would want her mom to pay attention to what's going on in her life. Yeah. Because there is this this moment where her mom is listening to Buffy. And Buffy's like, you don't even know what I was trying out for. Yeah. And Buffy's mom is, I have no idea what you were trying out for. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's the cheerleaders. And her mom's really happy about that because she was, Buffy was a cheerleader before all, before she became a slayer and before, before the, all, the shit started. hit the fan. And so. Which Buffy is surprisingly sensitive about. Yeah. Which is a little weird to me. Do you get the sense through this episode that Buffy doesn't actually want to be a cheerleader but she wants to want to be a cheerleader yeah i mean she has a line that pretty much says that flat out which is like i just want to do something normal and safe and cheerleading is just the first thing that comes to mind it seems it seems like she's maybe trying to like overcompensate for her lack of normal normal life yeah and i mean i recall having a similar moment in middle school looking around me going like Wait, people are staying after school and not because they're in trouble? Are there things to do other than go home and be depressed and bored <laughs> and way too hot in the summertime? We didn't have air conditioning until like way later in my teenage years. Anyway, sometimes you don't know what to latch on to until you look around you and you see other kids doing something and then that's it. And... It may not be the right thing for you in the long run, but it's enough to pull you out of a rut. And I feel like you're absolutely right. That's what's going on with Buffy. Yeah, she's definitely need. She feels she needs something to keep her grounded. Yeah. And you know and what's hilarious about this is we promised we weren't going to get our heads up our asses about this and get all serious. Be like, it's just Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> the important thing here is to take note that this is... In the episode, like this is something that is there. Yeah, this is not us just pulling something out of nothing. Yeah, like it is unquestionably an undertone that was meant to be there for this character for this this story. Yeah, and I think they they did it really well. Yeah, <laughs> stop being obnoxious. Sorry, I was channeling Cave Johnson. You take those lemons and you shove them right up their ass. You make grenades out of those lemons. I'm so so, uh, <laughs> so we go we go from there to the next day to they have to redo tryouts because you know someone caught on fire. <laughs> Whoops! Which again, as most things in the in this show in general, didn't really get a whole lot of attention. No, from no. anybody except Buffy Giles it's, Sanders. It's Willow. just another thing that happens in Sunnydale. <laughs> The part about this that just cracks me up is Amy, who practices six hours a day, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and we get some great interactions between her and Cordelia, where we get to enjoy the evil Cordelia again. Yep. We get the interaction where Amy trips over herself and crashes into Cordelia, and then later in a locker room, Cordelia threatens Amy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that locker room scene a little bit, because it was right after Amy just inexplicably trips into Cordelia. It's like, and plot complication here. It's like nothing really happened that should have caused her to trip up. She's just clumsy, I guess. Apparently. Anyway, Cordelia and Amy in the locker room. So this camera shot establishing their interaction is very much a red herring and intended to look like a first person point of view and it comes up behind Amy and then it cuts to the other side of Amy and there's nothing behind Amy so it's really just a bullshit fake out yeah and honestly I I kind of liked that because you, you have a moment where it's like oh is something gonna like attack Amy yeah they're definitely trying really hard to keep us from guessing what's actually going on in this but episode even right Right before this, between the tryout scene and right before they cut to the locker room, there's this 
interaction between Amy and Buffy. And basically, I, I call it the Amy exposition scene. I, I called it the lots of unnecessary exposition scene. Because she's talking about her mom and giving us all the information we're going to need for the rest of the episode about her and her mom. <laughs> Amy explains to Buffy that her mom was like the greatest cheerleader that ever lived. Mm-hmm and was so amazing but her dad sucked and her her mom got knocked up right out of high school and her dad left and was a loser but her mom was still awesome and never got fat which really like out of left field of like amy's like and she never gained a pound and it's like yeah really which is not true at all by the way <laughs> I mean, she's, she's pretty hot for an old lady, but... She's not fat by any she, means. Not Josh. at all. No. I mean, just in just in growing <laughs> older, you're going to gain weight. Yeah. But anyway, the the weight doesn't matter. and Cartilage alone, goddammit. Your ears <laughs> and nose never stop growing. I think that's mostly on men and not so much on women. Hey, dude, stop being sexist, Rex. <laughs> Science biological. Science doesn't adhere to your beliefs, or something. I don't. So, I'm not arguing in my own favor anymore. The the next day, we get to have the list results. So they posted the results of who's on the team, and all the girls are clamoring in front of the list, and uh, Cordelia and um, Amy and Buffy are all there, and Xander like runs up, and he's all super excited. Well, hold up. Before he does that, he uh, he shows us his emotional intelligence pretty hard. Because uh, he's like, hey, uh, so Buffy was wearing that bracelet that I gave her, right? That pretty much means we're dating. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you you stuck your flag <laughs> and, in it. And Willow pointedly says, "And but you haven't asked her out. <laughs> yeah. But it's just that, that concept of you tagged it, now you own it. Hey, yeah. That's my donut. I licked it. Yeah, Xander in this episode is fucking awful. I God, I cannot wait for him to grow the fuck up already. Seriously, like, seriously. I don't know if it just reminds me too much of myself at a younger age or what, or uh, too much of a sicker generation, but there's so many little things that I just can't quite put my finger on. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but it disgusts me at the same time. Well, and it... It kind of surprises me because when I look back at this episode nostalgically or this whole whole show nostalgically, I remember, you know, having strong female characters and good balance of all this. Mm -hmm. But there's so much sleaze here. Yeah, I I don't remember that at all. It just glazed and and flew right over my head. Like, I don't think it's necessarily out of the norm for like what the time period is when this was made yeah and like for when this was made it was way above the par yeah but it's starting to show its age a little bit yeah definitely and i think just because it's like talking to your grandpa and going oh (laughs) you're so racist that's cute yeah and xander xander in the beginning of this i think he gets out of this puppy dog mindset fairly quickly after the first season I think he does too um but, but it's cringy it it's can't come so soon cringy. enough yeah definitely so he runs into the crowd of potential cheerleaders and their friends yep and he checks the list and he comes back out of the list and he's all happy because he's like hey amy and buffy you made the team and points to buffy and he's like you're the first alternate and amy you're the third and Buffy and Amy are both upset, and Willow's like, Xander. Unbeknownst to Xander, an alternate was not someone who had made the team. Oh, and, and it's shucks to the camera. It's, oh, it's such a bad... Amy stomps off, and Buffy's like, Xander, we need to talk. You're a dick! Moving along. Okay, we've spent way too much time on that scene. What happens yeah, definitely. next? Uh, we get to see the witch's, I don't know, lair, I guess? The witch's lair. You mean besides me? No, I didn't ask. You mean, you, you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you, do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we... 
wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. Oh yeah! As so the, now we we see um, some hands and we hear a voice and we get to cursing Cordelia. Yeah. That we get to see the the spell that's cast on Cordelia. I believe we are uh, intended to be led to believe that it's Amy, especially after that interaction with them in the locker room. Yep. Which that locker room interaction was like, well, maybe Cordelia is about to start doing some crazy shit. Maybe she was responsible for the girls' hands catching on fire. Amber was her name. Yep. And we get another another Buffy and Mom scene right after that, which this is a little bit of a reversal where Mo- Mom is trying to interact with Buffy and encourage Buffy and encourage her to do yearbook. And Buffy's like, no, fuck that. I don't want to do yearbook. Yeah. And Buffy's mom is all, you know, butthurt about, oh, you don't want to do this. And it's a dumb, dumb kind of scene. And it's very much obvious Buffy's mom did not get the point of the previous scene and the previous interaction that they had. Yeah, definitely not. Is that the same scene where uh, Buffy's like, well, uh, one of the other girls rehearses with her mom three hours in the morning and three hours at night. And she's like, well, it sounds like... She doesn't have a that lot of actually, other things that to was actually that was the end of the first Buffy and mom scene. Okay, but yeah, that was like it sounds like her mom doesn't have things to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, simultaneously made me go, oh wow, that's a shitty thing to say, and also she's not wrong. So we go into back to the school, and we get to see Cordy walking around, kind of out of it, totally out of it. And uh, no well, one it starts off with gives Xander a being... shit at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> no one cares that Cor- something is obviously wrong with Cordelia. Except for <laughs> Buffy, for some reason. Her spidey sense was tingling. Uh, and we led into that with uh, Xander having a little conversation with a Willow again about Buffy. And uh, it, it, while it was more of the same of Xander being self-deprecating and subscribing a little too much to this um i i have to have a woman to validate myself a machismo bullshit yep i still thought it was funny that uh and this is one of my quotes of the day actually willow says or i could be wrong maybe you should beat around the bush more <laughs> it which actually brings up it's nodded at this a couple of times especially this episode but it it's hinted at this a few times in the two previous episodes as well that Willow has a thing for Xander. Oh yeah, lots and of lots of little moments, where, moments where, where it's he's, like, oh my god, they'd be such a cute couple. And not just that, but there's moments where he's like swooning over Buffy, and then he like walks off, and she looks longingly at his de- departing. Uh huh. And very much where it's obvious the look on her face and everything is like. But I'm here, Xander, uh, and like, thank you for having a mature interpretation of this. Because I was just thinking, ha, she said Bush, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that was your solution, wasn't it? Or it will be, yeah. She gonna go beat so, around a bush. Xander attempts to ask <laughs> Buffy out, and he does it badly because he's trying to like. Rather than just be like, hey, Buffy, you want to go out? He's like trying to, he's like trying to, <laughs> God damn, I almost, you almost didn't derail me. But he's trying to be sly about it. And it's like, dude, she's your friend. Just fucking ask her out. Mm. And so she can tell you no, because she sees you as a friend. Yeah. And you can be all butthurt about that later. But. And promptly get the fuck over it. But. Buffy, like, sees Cordelia acting weird and, like, runs off to help Cordelia. Yep. And Cordelia goes to driver's ed. Driver's ed training, of all places, and which turns out to actually be where she was supposed to be going in the middle of the day. I do have to say, though, I kind of have... It's not really a quote of the day, but it is this beautiful moment after Buffy walks away from Xander. He just does this sound effect of crashing and burning. Oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> and that's all he says. And it's just, it's excellent. But the oh, other thing. The, and there was another moment at the beginning of that scene where uh, 
Cordelia just wisps past Xander and Willow. And Xander's like, really? Nothing? Not even a, not even an insult today? He's like, wow, she doesn't even notice that I'm a mammal, let alone a human or something like that. Anyway, I'm like, why do you care? Yeah, you don't like Cordy. Leave her alone. Yeah. If like, she's leaving you alone, be fucking happy about it's it. It's almost like he likes the attention and the abuse. Like, he needs it. I think it. he does. And then when it's not there, he's like, hey, you're not insulting me. Ugh. Sandra has a lot of issues. Can't please this goddamn dude. Hey, got your steak. Steak. Hey, got your steak. I have a question for you. Did they have driver's ed a class during school when you were in high school? Oh, God, no. I've seen this in a few different movies and TV shows. Was it? I didn't know this was really a thing. I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. From what I've heard, most driver's ed courses are like they're not even provided by the school anymore. Like, it just and cost they, extra. They were when I was in high school. It's totally up to the parents to schedule it. It was also super fucking expensive. Yeah. I I have no idea. Like, my mom arranged driver's ed for me. It just happened. I had no idea what was going on. And I just, I did it and I got my license. And I feel like I did it during the summer, actually. I can't. I, I never went through driver's training. I just kind of waited till I could take the test and pass it. Interesting. But anyway, Cordy actually is like... Mr. Whoever the fuck your name is. Whatever, this fucking I guy. I, I don't feel well. I can't drive. I don't want to drive today. And he's like, you'll you'll drive today or you'll be taking the bus to college. And she gets in. Like, wow, that was thoroughly and irresponsible. Of course, she's now blind and she <laughs> floors it. Yeah. And like crashes into a bunch of shit. Yeah. And crashes through the the gate. Crashes through a gate and ends up out on, on the out in the road. And she's standing in the road. And I just have to say, the car is in the road. There are people standing in the road. Cordy is standing in the road. And the fucking van driving down the this road, UPS truck, doesn't even stop. Goddamn! He's <laughs> like, I am going to murder someone today. Hey, there they are. That's the person I'm going to murder. What good so timing. So Buffy comes running from across from the school, hops over a, a bush and jumps over the fucking car <laughs> and grabs Cordy out of the way of the van. And the van just keeps on going. There's a solid 10 <laughs> seconds of acceleration from that fucking UPS truck, dude. That Maybe that UPS driver has met Cordy. I <laughs> That's the only possible excuse. <laughs> Which uh, Willow has a similar line in the next scene, but dude, we could somebody could make a whole plot line just out of that fucking van. Yeah, because like the van hits the door, the door of the car that's obviously across, <laughs> skewed across the fucking road. Like, and we know he wasn't texting, right? They didn't. They couldn't do that back then. Yeah, like I just. Blew my mind. And yeah. of course, Cordy's completely blind now. Insert plot complication here. Speeding van, not paying attention. He must have been sleeping. <laughs> uh, we should contact UPS and see if there's any incidents of... So we, we cut to the library where they're talking about who is the possible witch. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty dead set that it's on Amy. And, and but they need to find out definitively that it is Amy. And Giles is like, who could have possibly done this to Cordelia? And, <laughs> and, and I actually wrote this quote down yep. for one of my possible quotes of the day. Willow says, maybe because they met her. <laughs> exactly. And you know, immediately I'm like, Obviously, that UPS driver met Cordy. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. That's the only possible explanation why he obviously was running her the fuck down. There she is. <laughs> I knew I'd get a chance someday. <laughs> oh, my shit. So they decide that they have to do this uh, potion thing 
to like dump on Amy, and if if the liquid turns blue, then she is a witch. Uh-huh. And they do this in science class, which for some reason in, si- in this science class, half the class is dissecting frogs because the, the spell needs Eye of Newt. Yeah, just so happens. And the other half of the class is doing things with chem- chemicals, and this would never happen in any <laughs> science class ever. Ever. Because seriously, that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that could never happen coincidentally, we'll come back to that because I don't think that happens in uh, this particular no, scene. I don't. I don't think it does. But I think we need to hold on a moment because I need another beer. It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and. Then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah. You're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. No, the, uh, so they figure out that she is a witch and there's another freaky spell that happens as one of the other cheerleaders, uh, has her mouth melted. Yeah, it just melts right shut. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Not until after Buffy has the worst sneaky steal moment from Amy's bag. Yeah, to get her hair for the spell. It's like, And then her, she's far like, from smooth to, like, dump this potion on Amy. I was like, Christ, are you building a model boat in a bottle in her backpack down there? Could you take any longer? And immediately they try, they try to red herring us in that uh, Xander is like, oh, Amy was just as freaked out by what was happening to that girl as we were. Yeah. So they, they play that card, and then immediately afterwards, we cut to Amy's house, and, like, her mom is being not the mom that was described to us. Yeah, being very docile and meek and clearly abused. Elder abuse. Very much so. Definitely the impression we get. Cut to the next day, and Buffy is acting weird. Drunk Buffy. Drunk Buffy is fun Buffy. Drunk Buffy. (laughs) I saw that scene too many times where she comes in singing Macho Man. (laughs) I have no idea how they get her to do a musical episode later and have her own whole (laughs) song. No shit. Don't get me wrong. She does most of the singing in that episode. Don't get me wrong. It's cute as fuck. Uh, but girl tone deaf. Um, maybe she was doing it on purpose. Probably. I um, hope so. Anyway. <laughs> Ooh, juice. Yes. <laughs> and there's it's a fairly actual pleasant interaction between her and her mom. Yeah. And it, like I, at this point, her mom has started to realize that her approach, the last interaction, was not great, and so she's trying again. But Buffy is drunk, so doesn't care. Trying to apologize, but Buffy understands anyway. Yeah. Regardless of the spell, I think Buffy understands. Right. And we get to see a moment of that. It's like, okay, it's probably just the hormones making Buffy be so, eh, but it gets so pissy. Definitely. Yeah. And we, we get a little more about that, you know, a little building of the relationship between Buffy and her mom later. So we we come to the climax of the episode. Um, the game starts. Amy Buffy is no longer on. Or no no no. Sorry. No, it's I'm, their I'm first rehearsal. Ahead. Their first rehearsal. Buffy's first rehearsal. And anyway. Buffy is getting way too into it because she's drunk. And inexplicably, Willow and Xander just show up out of nowhere, and are like, "Buffy needs help." Before she gets too crazy. Yeah. That. I literally had to rewind the episode multiple times to be like, did I miss something? No, it's it. It was in the script. (laughs) Why are they there? It's in the script. Well, Xander clearly has a psychic connection to Buffy, obviously, because his man powers, his man crush powers, (laughs) his nice guy powers. I am nice guy. What's that? <laughs> Women need to be respected. <laughs> I shall be there in two shakes of a dick's tail. He does all but calls them milady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that? 
So Xander and Willow <laughs> inexplicably have to save Buffy. And they, they pull her out of out of the practice. And so since they pulled her out of practice, all of a sudden she's not on the team now. Yeah. <laughs> well, since when do they put like the head cheerleader completely in charge of who's on the team? There was nobody actually leading this cheerleading team. And like the person who has like a clipboard or there whatnot no is like the game is in four hours. We need to practice. It's like no one practices on the day. Like or even if they do, it's just a run through. Right. Um, it, but they did. They had fuck all, no prep time. Yeah, for this. it's like they. It's like what is like, this Broadway? The the team was put together a day ago. Professor Xavier now will be very and upset. Are for, like so, the the <laughs> team's put together, and then the next day they have their first game. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. We have to practice and learn routines. Uh huh. It's are they are they're totally mixing the junior with the varsity apparently. Yeah, it, it's a mess. It's fucking a complete Sunnydale mess. Sunnydale High School is a goddamn a mess. Fucking mess. So Buffy and Giles have to go to Amy's house to find her magic book because that's what they need to to undo all the spells. Yeah, because you because know, if they don't undo the spells, Buffy is going to die. It's like, uh oh, Buffy's in danger. Never mind that this girl had her mouth sealed shut yesterday. And this now, other girl burst into flames. Now because it's Buffy, it's time now, to take it seriously. Now Buffy's a little drunk. Uh, shit's about to hit the fan, guys. Um, so they go, they meet Amy's mom, which turn. this is when it's revealed that Amy's mom is a witch. They've switched and bodies. They've switched bodies, and so Amy is Amy's mom, and Amy's mom is Amy. And the clue that tipped Buffy off was the brownies. Yeah, a Amy's mom was was eating brownies. Uh, call back to a quote from Willow about being friends with Amy, and that Amy's mom would like lock the fridge <laughs> when she felt she was getting fat, and so she would Amy live on would, broth. Like, but it was Amy that, uh, and Willow just happened to have been friends with Amy. Not currently, but in middle school they were friends and they would have sleepovers where they would stuff themselves with brownies. Yep, the pre-body switch. Yes. Amy. Isn't it great we were there to get all of that information? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> great expository. <laughs> We get to see the full view of Amy's little spell cauldron lair place. Yeah. So they have to find the book to undo the spells. They they kind of they kind of bully Amy into going along with it. She's too scared. So they're like <laughs> Giles had this moment before he knew it was Amy. He was almost like Woman, you will shut the fuck up and you will listen to every single goddamn word I have to Your say. Your daughter is an evil witch. <laughs> this escalated quickly. Go, Giles, I think. Oh, and he pulled up in their car. Apparently, he does have a car. Yet, last episode, it took them so long to get to the bronze. <laughs> that must have been why he bought a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time, Giles. You know, we almost Way to lost... acclimate to the States. We almost lost the entire city because I didn't have a car. I think I'm going to go pick up the first junker I find. And, of course, in Amy's lair, we get a fucking, oh, it's a cat jump, ski jump scare. Yeah, apparently her mom stores a black cat in a chest. <laughs> that poor cat. <laughs> yeah. Cat abuse. Not just child abuse. Cat abuse. That's where shit gets serious. And the... The climax here is actually really fucking badass. So they get back to Giles and Buffy get back to the school. Xander and Willow are watching the game to like, I guess, make sure that Amy stays at the game. Yeah. Keeping an eye on Amy. And Giles starts to, <laughs> to cast the, the spell to undo all. Yeah. Giles the counter spell. carries in uh, Buffy and uh, wow. She looked like such a little girl. While Giles is carrying her, yeah, and I, I think, I mean, it's a combination of she's not a very big, a big woman, yeah, but also Giles is really fucking tall. I mean, he plays Frankenfurter in 
the Rocky you're, Horror you're Show right. you're right. on the he West does. End. Like, he's probably actually a really huge dude. But, uh, you know, camera tricks can really bring down size differentials if you try hard enough. Best example being Tom Cruise. <laughs> the dude's like... Who's five, five or five, six... It's like, everybody got mad when Peter Dinklage got an Oscar, and it's like, yeah, but uh, Tom Cruise exists. Let's not forget. Google says that Anthony Stewart had his 6'1". Okay. So he, he's... You he know, is, he, you're he's taller than he is. fairly large. I mean, he's an inch shorter than me. So, uh, you know, I'd hit that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with an Englishman. You know what? I'd be... I think it would be difficult to find a man who would kick him out of bed. <laughs> I don't care how not gay you think you I are. Have, I have nothing, nothing to say <laughs> to that. So during the counter spell that, that Giles is doing, we get this interesting effect where Amy and Amy's mom's body is standing there next to Giles yeah. and she's starting to get flashes of vision from the game and Amy is starting to get flashes of vision from the science lab. Yeah. So Amy, middle of the game, runs off. And it's like all her hard work is for naught because she's now going to be kicked off the team. Yeah. And now that it's been revealed that she is actually her mother, who was apparently this legendary. <laughs> right. Like a cheer legendary cheerleader. They give kind of a, a, a hint that because at one point Amy says to Buffy. I know the moves, but I just can't make my body do it. Yeah. And I, I what I picked up from that was that the Amy's mom's mind could knew what she was doing. The body transfer. Amy's body just wasn't working. Like, it wasn't as graceful yeah. as Amy's mom's body. Well, you know, Amy spent too much time stuffing herself with brownies and not enough time working out. Apparently. Uh, probably. So, Amy comes to, like, Stop the counter spell. Sorry, Amy's mom comes to stop the counter spell. In Amy's body. This is fucking confusing. All right. Um. Oh, but first, Willow tries to ugh. stop her in the hallway, which is uh, one of my quotes of the day. Uh, so Willow runs up to Amy, which is actually Amy's mom in the hallway, and I I don't know. Amy's mom says something like, "You, what are you doing here? Get out of my way." She's like, oh, but I'm, I'm here to help you with your witchcraft. I know this really good cauldron. Do you actually ride a broom? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Hands down my favorite part of the episode. Because the rest of the episode, quite frankly, is just a bit droll. Very much so. I am a modern man. I need complicated things to keep it's me amused. I like this because it's interesting to see what Willow thinks could be a distraction. Yeah, and she's, again, on that tune of, she's so innocent, she thought this dude was actually taking her to get ice cream. It's like, Willow, you need to go stop this witch from coming into this science lab so we can undo her spells. And the only thing she can think of is to basically tell the truth. Hi, I'm stalling you because you're a witch and I'm new to that. And it's just so adorable and Very, hilarious. Yeah. I, Willow so far in in this series has been very underplayed or not under underplayed so much as like underrated underrated underwritten like it, not prominent enough in any of any anything fast tracking herself to being one of the best characters you're going to go so. places kid and so we get the final the, the final fight here and uh we get one of my favorite quotes so giles finishes the spell and Amy's mom is now in Amy's mom's body. Uh, yeah, so they switch. The confusion is now done. So Amy's mom, like, pulls out a fire axe and is about to, like, start wreaking havoc. And all of a sudden, Buffy pops up and goes, guess what? I feel better. <laughs> and then just starts beating Amy's mom's ass. Which is nice. With it, and it's, a, it's actually a good fight. Uh-huh. And Amy's mom, like, starts to cast this ridiculous spell that i guess will you know blast buffy into oblivion 
but she There's somewhere that you'll never cause me any problems ever again. And she like kicks a stand that drops a mirror, and the spell reflects off the mirror. Yeah, and where hits- the fuck did that mirror come from? I think How it's lucky supposed was that? to be. I think it's supposed to be like a way that the teachers like experiment area I is guess. visible to the rest of the it class. It looked like it was on the opposite side of a blackboard that yeah, was on one of those stands on wheels. Weird place for a mirror. Yeah, it was awfully convenient. But it's there and it works and her her mom has just disappeared. Yep. And we get to closing up the episode. Basically, Amy is talking to Buffy and says how Amy's dad is there and he's very overbearing and... But you're loving it. Yeah, and Buffy's like, but you're loving it. And she's like, yeah, I totally am. Every minute of it. (laughs) Okay. That's great. Good for you, Amy. They walk up to the trophy case, and she's kind of, like, sad about her, like, wondering what happened to her mom. And we get the creepiest damn ending possible, because her mom is teleported into her trophy. She has become a genie in a bottle, or a horcrux, or something, something. Uh, who, just eternally trapped inside her own trophy, poetic justice... And I just want, I want to take a note that she remains there until the school is destroyed many seasons later. Yep. They, uh, they <laughs> left it wide open to, you know, come back to it. You know, they could have done it to be continued. They could have come back to it in a season or six seasons and been like, ooh, we're at a loss for what to do with this next episode. Let's bring back Amy's mother. But they never do. <laughs> Is this from me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk in here. Hold on. You've got something here. So, Josh, what, what is your number one quote of the day? My number one quote of the day is, hands down, Willow. Hi, I'm here to help you with your witchcraft. <laughs> I know this really good cauldron. Do you actually ride a broom? Because it just, it hit me so hard, and it actually was a functional part of the plot, and it was a great moment of uh, character development for Willow. It, it had everything going for it. That is hands down my quote of the day. I almost would pick that, but I really love the bit where Buffy is says to Amy early on, oh, if I spent that much quality time with my mother, it would be quality matricide. Yeah. And I just, I really love her delivery on that. So that's, she didn't that's, miss my, a quote, beat. that's my quote of the day. I'll give you that one. You know um, what? If that had been fresher in my brain, I would have had a little bit of a struggle, but I still would have chosen Willow. So overall, did you like this episode? You know, I did. Uh, the you first did? time I, <laughs> I I went back to watch it a second time because I wanted to watch it without taking notes the first time uh, so that I could just enjoy it. Just watch it like I normally watch any show. And uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> oh, but I, I was like, oh, really my God, like this episode. It's already getting so formulaic so quickly. It's like, okay, a thing happens, and the Scooby gang uh, has their library powwow, and then we bounce back and forth, and there's some red herrings, and then they solve it, and everybody runs off into the sunset. The two major problems I had with this episode is, one, them attempting to make it not Amy, and not doing well at all. Okay, yeah. Like, very early on in the episode, I'm like, oh, she's the witch. (laughs) <laughs> it, it just it they gave they give too much exposition about her backstory yeah and the immediately when like she's talking about her mom and very specifically talking about how great her mom was as a cheerleader mm-hmm. it like the fact oh, that yeah. they had switched bodies did not surprise me dead giveaway the fact that she was the witch did not surprise me mm-hmm. but honestly the biggest problem I had with it there's too many fucking scenes. Too many short, like one or couple, one or two lines, yeah. and cut 
and we're at a new scene. It's the kind of thing you don't really notice until you have to write down a full scene breakdown. Yeah, and like but this, it, it really their attempts at all these my little scene breakdown. Red I ran out of fucking lines on the paper. Yeah, all these little to, uh, attempts to mislead us so that it could be a surprise in the end really just made it confusing and uh, less coherent. It wasn't. A very streamlined Which episode. Which is the definition of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't a streamlined episode. I think they could have done a better job of editing it or something. Yeah. Or combine some of the scenes, maybe. And it's episode three. Right. Whatever. Uh, you know, we it, can't expect too goddamn much, but it, it just, it, it was a... It was a fucking mess. Absolutely. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And honestly, Amy as a bad guy was not particularly great. No. Even even if the end was a decent climax and the, the final it, fight was pretty good. Sometimes I enjoy bad cinema because it, it's just so redonkulous that it just makes you go, oh my God. And it, it's fun because it's so bad. Uh, this one was somewhere in between. I agree. Anyway, this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. We'll see you next time. Have a good night. done why are we watching this <laughs>